Blog Talk Radio. Good chasing, I thought about it, I 
put it on the line, but you run around it too. Say you need a space, so I bought a rocket too. And back in the same place, cause you got me. Got me. If you're really looking for love, 
right, that's Confunction with the original Love Train. That's my shit right there, okay? Love Train is my song. I, I, I loved that when I was a little girl. Okay, it's the CC Show. Dang, I'm telling my age. <laughs> but y'all already know. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. It is a late night hot topics. I have a part of a show, but you know how I do. It ain't really, we don't have no show. We, I just be rambling. <laughs> okay? All right, you guys. So let's get to it. The Soul Train Awards. Now, they did have the Grio Awards at the same time the Soul Train Awards was going on. I got to watch a little bit of the Grio Awards. It was like a Byron Allen Love Fest. <laughs> no, you're supposed to show love to the to the king of the house. I ain't mad about that. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was a much more, um, I don't know, a more bourgeoisie crowd over at the Grio. <laughs> A little bit more, you know, upscale over there at, you know, up at Soul Train. It was like, I don't know. Listen, I get offended. Let me just say this, okay? And I don't know who owns Soul Train now because, you know, black folks, I don't know. We don't own a lot no more. I don't know what's going on. But the Spider Degree Award. It was nice. It looked like it was nice. I saw some of it, not a lot of it. Um, I probably have to watch it again, catch it again. It looked like it was really good. A lot of great performers. Um, but let me just say about the Soul Train Award. You know, I'm offended by a lot of black artists today, black American artists particularly sometimes. I get so offended because there is no... Um, nostalgia or care for things that help create a space for you. The Don Cornelius legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no kind of Freaking, I, I don't know who owns it. I don't know. I really, maybe maybe there's a reason behind the scenes. I don't know. But there is like, you know, we don't give a fuck. We just not going to show up. Like the Grammy Awards, that bitch, they're going to be at that bitch next in, in, in that boring shit. They're going to be at it. When it's coming up in February, they ass is going to be there. Even though it ain't nothing but the Beyonce Awards now. The Beyonce nominations. <laughs> the Grammys ain't shit no more. Listen, I'm telling they doing it to themselves, you know, because it don't make, nobody thinks it makes sense for Beyonce and Jay-Z to be the most nominated artists in history. No, nobody thinks it makes sense. When you've said, when you had great artists, yeah, I know you say, well, it's a different time. Yeah, well, there were great artists like Whitney and all these people who, Prince and all them have none of those nominated. Are you kidding me? Seriously? That's crazy. A reason, crazy. I, you know, I don't buy the shit, okay? But it is what y'all, it is what y'all have done. Uh, and that's no offense to Beyonce. I just don't think she deserves 28 nominations. I don't think her catalog has been that deep or that good to get 28 nominations. Real shit. I tell Beyonce that. <laughs> Facts. In a very nice way. Beyonce, I think you're talented. I think your music's good. I just don't think you deserve 28 nominations. And I don't think you deserve nine this year. Okay? Which we'll get to that later on. Hopefully we'll get to that. 
But back to the Soul Train Horn. I don't understand how we tend to um, jog ourselves. Then we wonder why so many things just ain't going right, not only in the community. It's not only because, yes, I agree with Yvette and Tone and all them and, and, and Tyreek and everybody that about Black Authority, all of them about reparations and the need for them. But a lot of times we do things spiritually to ourselves to hold ourselves back. It's not just the reparations thing. It's some dumb shit we've done. And one of the things that's not holding sacred doors like Soul Train. It's like I was looking out in the Soul Train audience, and it was like, who the fuck is these people? I mean, it's like looking like a lot of seat fillers. And I'm like, where the fuck is the celebrities? And don't just be there when your monkey ass get nominated. I mean, do you have any care for your own legacy? You know what Don Cornelius did to have a soul train and an actual place where black artists could come? Because you wasn't coming on America. I mean, Dick Clark wasn't having you on American Bandstand, but not until Soul Train came up out of here. I mean, they was coming, you was coming on every now and then. It was certain artists. But Soul Train helped to balance the fucking scales, okay? And... For us to be so crap, I mean, <laughs> like, just not show up. Like, just, uh, I'm talking about specifically black Americans. I'm not talking about Afro, you know, people with African, Africans and all that. I'm talking about you, because this is your legacy, especially. Rhythm and Blues is your legacy. Soul Train is your legacy. And for you, other groups, you know, they can, I, I can see the beauty of appreciating it. Like I said, it went out through the world, okay? But you don't, there is no, where's the appreciation, motherfuckers? How y'all not showing up on the Soul Train Awards? I remember when Don Cornelius was alive and he said how he had a hard time with the other award shows trying to oust him out. And he was having a hard time getting artists back in. That's how we do our damn selves in. And you know what? It's a beautiful thing. One thing I saw, because this is my point of opinion. Ain't nothing worse than me. In my personal opinion, I hate bougie. I, sometimes I hate bougie black people. I say, ain't, black, ain't nothing worse than bougie black people bougie, who but two steps off the boat. Sometimes I think we need a mixture of, of, of us to come together, not just some of the, the people who from the hood with the bougie and everything. It's, it's nothing like our energy when we come together and we balance each other out. And it would have been a beautiful moment had we got to see that with the Soul Train Awards. Maybe even with the Grio. I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. But I'm just saying with the Soul Train Awards specifically because Don Cornelius's legacy and what he had to do to create a platform for black artists to be able to show their music and talent. And for us to be like, you know, funky asses, and staying our funky asses at home, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. You know, you just be like, wow. The selfishness of these people, they know no end. Now, I saw some artists out there who be out there. I think, you know, shout out. To, I think Maxwell even went to the Soul Train Awards. Shout out to Maxwell. Okay. There's some other artists out there, but for the most part, y'all asses be funky. Don't show up unless, and he probably, when you showed up, Maxwell, because you was nominated. See, I don't like when people show up because they nominated. It's like, support your peers. 
the fuck? I mean, you ain't got to go every year, but it's like, can you be, especially for the Soul Train, especially for what Don Cornelius has done. I can understand your ass is sitting at home for the NAACP more than I do, more than the Soul Train, because the NAACP haven't, you know, it's kind of been shaky over the last several years. But the Soul Train Awards is has been a great platform for black American artists and other black artists. Really? Y'all going to sit at home and be like, yeah, the, uh, they such and such couldn't be here tonight. It's just a hot mess, okay? But I just wanted to say that, okay? Don't show up unless they honor. I mean, just the worst. Okay, check out. Okay, so this is uh, the best performances, Epic Escape, uh, and uh, Shade and Fool 2022 Award. Let me just say this. I- and this is, I don't want to offend nobody, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to offend somebody because I, I really got to talk for a minute here about what is legend? I mean, is it one platinum album? Is it five? Is it, <laughs> and this is no shade to the escape. It might sound like it's a sca- it's shade, but Okay, okay, I'm going to say it. And I'm a fan of Escape. And please do not get offended. If you are an if you're Escape fan, if you're listening and you're a part of Escape, please don't get offended what I'm about to say. I remember the 90s. And I remember Escape. Escape was big for a second. Like, you know, I remember kick off your shoes and relax your feet and give my little secret. It was like three or four songs, right? <laughs> And listen, I'm not against honoring uh, great girl groups who might not have gotten the big sales like the Supremes or TLC or Destiny Child or something like that. I'm okay with that. But y'all be kind of hyping these people, making it seem like, oh, this is, well, they've been like, they've had 20 platinums or something. I'm like, and like, you know, the whole thing with the girl, them, them throwing one the lead singer acting like she the oldest of the group and all that. It's just, come on, like, it's like, that's too much. It's too much for y'all to be doing. And y'all, I, I'm kind of not sure how y'all got a lady your soul. <laughs> oh, am I being mean? I'm not being mean. I like Escape. I really do. And I like the few songs that I remember them having. But you're... you're but nobody should be acting arrogant. The only people that can act arrogant in that group, I'm going to be honest, let me tell you the truth. I, and it's not that, that the young lady can't sing. That like the, the Tosca or whatever her name is, the Tosca, she can sing her ass off. Here's the thing. It's a lot of people that can sing out here in these streets, okay? Even with your unique sound and your beautiful sound. But the people who, can, who really, I feel, have kept Escape's name alive and kept Escape going is the penmanship of Tiny and Candy and Candy's Outer Projects. I said what I said, Candy and Tiny. They can be up there with different colored jackets on and different colored dresses on. They can come out there with them. Candy and Tiny can. Candy and Tiny has expanded what would have been 15 minutes of fame to many years of fame. It is Candy and Tiny's penmanship outside of Escape and their and, and Candy's projects that have made Escape's lure last 
past this desperation day. Not even Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree made some hits. Like, what's it like that? For an album. Okay? But who kept that legacy, in my opinion, going is Candy and Tiny. And they're the only ones that should be standing out there in different color dresses. they the only ones that should be throwing shit. <clears throat> but we'll get to the night. Escape got honored. I, I mean, I feel like we're throwing out a lot of honorees. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people being honored. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm glad they got honored. And no shade. But I do think, like, sometimes I'll be like, geez, I mean, what does it take to be legendary? <laughs> I don't know. But they said Beyonce led the pack of winners. Again, why? Why? She does not even show up at the Soul Train Awards. Why would you? What for? For Break My Soul? Was that what it was for? Because here's the thing. Who should have led the pack of winners? are the R&B girls, Jasmine Sullivan, Lamoni Lungs. I mean, Beyonce it was not doing R&B. I know y'all love to say, Comfort is kind of R&B. Yeah. She's had a couple of R&B joints, but not, she can't, it's, she really hasn't been competitive to me in that role. A lot of this shit, I don't know what's going on at these award shows. It's almost like I don't even like watching award shows anymore. Because back in the day, we could tell, we couldn't tell when the shit was about. (laughs) This is Carlotta one-on-one's opinion, okay? Opinion. We couldn't tell when the shit was about back in 1983. But we can tell what y'all motherfuckers when it's about. And I just almost feel like I don't even want to see no award shows no more. I be like, I don't even want to see because people be winning and shouldn't be winning. People be in categories they shouldn't be in just so they can win something. I mean, it's just stupid. And y'all ignore Soul Train Awards, in my opinion, is for the underground R&B artists, those R&B artists that can't get on mainstream or who haven't sold out to mainstream, Beyonce, yeah, you can nominate her, but even when her punk ass don't even just refuse to show up and stuff, nah, you shouldn't be giving her shit. She going to show her ass up at that Grammys to see if she get about 9 to 10. Now, she might try to sit at home. I think she be try- I think she's trying to prove something this year. I, You know, it's on her, okay? But, uh, yeah, she might try to sit at home. I doubt it. (laughs) But, listen, it started off with seeing a Dion Cole hosted, which I like that. Listen, they needed a break from Tisha Campbell and them, okay? It was nice, but, you know, I like Dion Cole. He was funny. It was good. Uh, Money Love, Money, what's in a Money Loan? Money Loan? I like a couple of her songs. I like the Conversation song. There's a couple of, I like the Hours and Hours song. There's a few songs I like by her. She's really good. Uh, but they all sound alike. There's a whole, like, crop of them that all sound a fucking like. Like Janae Aiko. <laughs> like Janae Aiko had a bunch of children and Mary J. Blige's album uh, with a dash of jazz and stuff. <laughs> it's always these songs about uh, like,
like you been doing me wrong and kick my, you know, it's like get your shit. I mean, it's that, I mean, I'm serious. I'm, t- I'm like, kind of like, yeah, I can't tell them a lie. You know, I can't tell them apart. Um, but she started off, she had a performance. It was like a, it was like a, like a black chitlin circuit play, like a, you know, like the gospel plays back in the day. Like, you know, when they stand over to the side, they have a little drama and then they start singing. <laughs> it was cute. I was like, oh, she's doing a whole uh, ass play. <laughs> It was different. It was different. Uh, Aerie Lennox performed. Okay, so remember, if we can remember a few years ago, Aerie Lennox was very upset because she didn't win the Soul Train. Wasn't that Aerie that was very upset because she didn't win the Soul Train Awards? Well, Aerie was back. She was on a couple of years ago with Pressure, right? She was on there with Pressure. And I didn't like the performance as much. But this time I liked the performance. I, I liked that she did a slower song. She looked so beautiful. She looked like a doll baby. I love the outfit. Uh, I what I realized is that she is not a dancing type of you know singer. I mean, <laughs> she she's a, she. I like it when she stands there because <laughs> it seems like she she, you know. Um, I didn't like it with pressure, but I did like it because in pressure she looked scared or something. But when she did perform this year, it looked really it looked like more her speed. Okay, uh, so she did a good job. Um, then Tank and Jay Valentine perform. <sighs> I don't, you know, listen. I, can we talk about Tank? I don't know how I feel about. I don't know. It just, Tank does a lot of different type of. I feel like he does the sexy songs for the sexy dances or something like that. But yeah, I yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I like Tank, but you know, it's like, eh. okay. Uh, Tay Valentine, decent. Okay. Uh, then Sir performed. Looked like he just walked up there out the street, and he decided he was going to uh, perform. Um, I didn't really like him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shante Moore. Now let me just say this, girl, girl, look what Mary and Stephen Hill can do. Shit, I was like, wait a minute, hold on now. Even how did Shantae Moore get a whole five minute segment? <laughs> Ain't got, she don't got nothing now. Then I thought about, it, I said, oh, Stephen Hill's it. <laughs> but it was a great five minute investment because y'all can know that Shantae's the truth. Shantae always been the truth. I mean, I've been a big Shantae Moore from the beginning. Okay, like I have Shantae, all of Shantae's stuff. Shantae has always been the bomb since it's all right. Okay, so I was liking Shantae when nobody was like, when nobody was paying. I always knew Shantae had a voice, could sing her butt her ass off. Okay, so it is, uh, you know, I'm glad she got her five minutes. And damn, look at what you, when you married a right man, can do. <laughs> oh, that's right. I know that's right, Shantae. And for you men out here who say, wait a minute, you know they, you know the story. You know what they be saying, hitting the wall. <laughs> Shantae is out here saying, fuck the wall, okay? Shantae married up. Shantae married the fuck up, okay? She married Stephen Hill, okay? And what's how old is Shantae Moore? Shantae Moore got to be about 49, maybe 50. You know, he, he, 
looks good too. She's beautiful. Because y'all be talking about the last train going out. Shantae caught the last, well, she caught the last train going out. She caught a Stephen Hill train. <laughs> At 50, damn near 50. She, go Shantae. I see, I see the trajectory of it all. I see that five minutes, that five minutes was worth it. That girl sang her, as y'all can see, Shantae and them oxes, okay? Mar- Mariah Carey ain't the only one, okay? That been going on with Shantae more ever, okay? So I was happy to see that moment, okay? Uh, <laughs> then came Escapes, epic. <laughs> Let me read this that was on uh, Bossa. Was it Bossa.com? It said, Epic Ex- Escapes, epic on stage shade. Jermaine Dupree presented the Lady of Soul Awards to Escape. He reflected on knowing they would be the first act he signed to So So Death and when he sang when they sang Happy Birthday at his party, despite ongoing drama behind the scenes, the ladies reunited for an amazing performance of their biggest hits. Latasha, Latasha, it's supposed to be Latasha, but she spelled it with a C-H, okay. And to, uh, they rocked the stage in uh, matching gold outfits, and I like the outfits. Um uh, the group's acceptance speech started strong with Candy thanking Jermaine and memories of the first blending of their voices in church. The wardrobe war attention became clear when Latasha took the mic after she missed the memo on their uh, matching red carpet look. After thanking God, Latasha went off the rails with a dig about outshining others. <laughs> Iconic considering fans uh, suspected she deliberately wore a green gown to look like the lead singer next to Tiny Tamika and Candy in, in a sparkling uh, silver dress. She said, what I'd like to say is to continue to shine your light into the for the world to see. And when you're shining your light, bring somebody up. Don't do it to DM that to uh, to dim their light, embrace love, love yourselves. The camera cut away before the inevitable eye roller from the other escape members. Uh, let me just say this, okay? This is funny shit to me because Latasha, I know you the singingest one out of the fucking group, and you got a cold ass voice. But that ain't the only shit that makes you a star, okay? And you know what? You should have been there when solo. Did she go? Did she already try? Did she try? No shame, but you need to be humble as fuck. It, it, as I said, I don't understand how you even up there. You only have one. What's the only one platinum? How many platinum albums has it been? Was it two? It, was it two? Is it one? I don't know. I think it's one. Child, the nerve of you to be getting up there acting like you Mariah Carey. I can understand you sound beautiful. However, like I said, the ones who's the superstars of the group, it's not you. <laughs> the superstar of the group is the one that, the ones that don't, the ones the voices is is decent. It's Candy and Tiny. Candy and Tiny have extended the life of Escape. I said what I said. It's, it's Candy and Tiny, and the uh, that have and the other young lady can sing too. The sister. The other one is Tamika. She can sing her ass off, too. But it is Candy and Tiny, I will say it again, Candy and Tiny that have extended the life the life of escape. It's not Latasha. I, I mean, you showing up in here and trying to be shady? No. And they, you know what, even when you, wait a minute, 
when you left, they pen was still writing hits. Who they write them hits for? Billville? Ain't that Destiny Child? What else? What, uh, what is it? Scrubs? Shit. For, the t- for female groups bigger than y'all, Tiny and, uh, t- and, and, and Candy was writing big-ass hits for them chicks. You should have been nice. They might have wrote you a hit. <laughs> no, no, no. This be, we can't have somebody up here being a diva. Hell no. Because you can sing. Hell no. It's not, it's not right. It's not right. Because your, your singing has not transferred over into the big money. But Tiny and Kenny has worked the shit out of their brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the addition of the time, the reality shows, T.I., the writing, Candy, the reality shows, the writing, the brands, her food, restaurants, sex stuff, Chaplin. Uh-uh. The only one that should have been wearing the different color outfits is Tiny and Candy. The nerve. Okay, and then Morris Chestnut and the Time got uh, received the Legend Award. Now, see, listen here. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. What was that? Good thing just got inducted to last week. The Holla. What's it, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm glad for y'all. That's nice. But y'all should have had y'all asses at the Soul Train Awards. The reason why I say so is because part of the legacy of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, if there was no Soul Train, your legacy would not probably be as big. No, seriously. You should, y'all should have left the motherfucking, uh, what is it? Uh, what's this? What's, y'all know what I'm talking about. What's the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and had y'all asses in Vegas for the Soul Train Award. To collect the, uh, the award with Morris, Jerome, and everybody. Okay, because really, you know, it is y'all got to you got to carry the legacy of just in my opinion of Don Cornelius when black people didn't have a chance. You know, I, I just imagine how hard it was for him to create that platform. When you read about how Soul Train started, it's a lot of shit. Okay, so you know to to just least, I mean, I just hate that that they weren't there. And I hate they didn't perform because it would have been neat to see all of time perform. Jesse Johnson, your ass too. What you doing out here? Touring off for I Want to Be Your Man. I want to be your man. I used to be in love with Jesse Johnson, though. Jesse Johnson was my shit. With that, I want to be your man album came out. Don't take me through changes. That was my shit. Love my man. Go. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was that was my good I want to be your man. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, slow song. What was that slow song he had on there? I can't remember it. Jesse. Oh, we thought Jesse was fine, too, because we had that long curl, that drip, like, ready for the world. Boy, we thought he was so fine. Kids, it was 1983 or 84 or something. What year was 85? 87. I don't even We thought he was all that. Like, 88. When did that song come out, be your man? I don't remember. Okay, but it would have been neat to see, you know, some people got to realize, like, Envo's punk ass. 
I mean, sometimes you got to realize you're better together. Some groups are better together than apart. Like, you better together. Like, Destiny Child, Beyonce, you know, it was always her show. Okay? <laughs> I mean, shit. It was, it was obvious. It was obvious her show. I mean, they got rid of two and kept on trucking. They got rid of another one and kept on trucking. With groups like uh, like the time, it's so much the energy, the vibe is so dope. Y'all, do, y'all should give that energy and that dopeness one more time, like in a tour or something with everybody. Like go to a few things, like show up at Essence Fest, the whole band together. I mean, I hate to promote Essence because I love Essence, but I hate what it's, what it's turned into. I do, but I love the legacy of what our people try to make, it, even though our people ain't got it no more. I just, you know, because I can tell the difference. No shade to the people who do own it. I just can tell the difference. But y'all should show up at something like that, you know, because that's the big festival, one of the big festivals, black festivals. Show up at, 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 at and do... And get, have the whole group together. I mean, some people are, and Jimmy Jam, of course, they was good because they produced and stuff. But it would be so neat for the fans if y'all come together. Like, Jesse, like, shit, how many times when you run around here singing, I want to be your man? And, um, and I guess he said, I can do it for a long time. I've been doing it for a bit. <laughs> All right, who else? Info, like Info. Info's ass ain't, ain't been the same since they, that, the other two. Everybody done tried. What's that girl's name? Don done tried to be doing with three groups, two and Lucy Pearl. She done been around here. Don, Don, I see you was the problem, okay, because Lucy Pearl didn't work. It was who, who else was didn't work she was in. Listen, y'all better together. All of y'all. That's the people. Sometimes people need to understand when they better together and stay together and bring that energy back. Y'all getting older now? Shit, come on now. Lord, I would love to see Morris Day in the time, the full time, right? But I'm so glad to see Morris Day getting his props because really, I'm going to tell you, Purple Rain wouldn't have been shit without Morris Day. Facts. Okay, it is what it is. I said what I said. Purple Rain wouldn't have been shit without Morris Day. <laughs> okay? Morris Day was a comedy, the cool, and everything in it, okay? So, it, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, right? And in and, and the whole... Uh, Morris Day in the time vibe, you know, it just was, it was a dope time, you know, because y'all know I always be saying that the one song I would love to see Maxwell do in concert is the Morris Day in Time song, even though Prince wrote it, which is Gigolos Get Lonely too. Oh, I just see Maxwell doing that song. He would be so fire. He needs to have the beard though, the beard and the brush. And that sexy silver black on you know what? And he has all those things and he's and that song start playing Like I guess it's that like the, it starts off so sexy. I wish more stayed in with a song that the other night. Like y'all never seen my favorites like Ice Cream Castles and seven 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 ninety three eleven. You know, they like when they own they always sing the bird and shit. But I would love or I would have loved when Morris broke down with it. I, that I guess you heard of my reputation. Woo! 
I had my fear of fooling around. Oh my God, that is a that is a that is a that's a that's a cold ass reform player song. <laughs> I love that shit. I love that song. Oh, that is dope. That's a that's a dope. That's a timeless ass song, right? I wish they would have sung that last night. I think what's his name mentioned it when he was introducing them. What's the guy? Uh, uh, the one that's always on, uh, the comedian that's always on, uh, Beast, what's his name, Smooth, Jay Smooth, whatever, he talked to, he said it for a minute, talked about the Jiggles Get Lonely too. I mean, that's one of the dopest, coolest songs, coolest song. You know who should have been there, though, to present them the war? You know who should have had they, they little punk ass at? Bruno Mars, you and Anderson Park should have had y'all asses up there giving to t- Morris Day. Y'all owe Morris Day y'all whole act. She is. Morris Day is that act, that whole Silk Sonic act, that whole uh, Bruno Morris act, that whole thing. It got so much of Morris Day and the time sprinkled in that shit. It is what it is. Okay. All right, so let's go talk about the uh, the who the, they the, the awards. Okay, album of the year went to, of course, Renna. I don't even see who's nominated. Song of the Year, Break My Soul. <laughs> Let me stop laughing. Video of the Year, Bruno Morris, Anderson Park, Silk the Stuff, Sonic Smoking Out the Window. And let me tell you this Silk Sonic's project, way better than Beyonce's Renaissance. Okay? Beyonce has like four to five songs off of Renaissance. Renaissance is very creative for Beyonce, but it also samples a lot of people. It's, um, some of the stuff is kind of like, I mean, I, you know, I don't know, it's like a lot of sayings. When you really listen to it, it's, it's semi-okay. It's a semi-album. I would say that the best song, what I said they should have let off with, was Cuff It. That's why Cuff, I said this when I first listened to that, the first day. The first day I was in Vegas when that album first came out, and I listened, I said, this is the song they should have led off with, Cuff It. Cuff It is the biggest, so far been the biggest song off of there. And I think it would have had more of an exciting thing, and she could afford to sit her ass back. She She's really trying, you know what, this is the thing I can't stand, okay, about Beyonce. I want to sit back, and I want to prove that I don't have to do a visual to sell this album. And she's just like, it's so contrived. It's like, I want to be, you are a big star, Beyonce, but your big stardom happens to, you have to promote. She wants to be so bad, those artists that don't promote. Like, she would like to be. Her, in her mind, she wants to prove. I know what's going on. I know what's, I feel like I know what's going on. I feel like in her mind she wants to prove that I don't need to promote anything. I can just, I'm, I can Taylor Swift it. No, bitch, you can't Taylor Swift it. Like, you can't. You need to be out here promoting Cuff It. Like, no. Like, why the fuck did you release the fucking album? What did you do? Just, you just, just to try to prove I'm... I I don't have to do what those others do. No. Yes, you do. You your whole artistry is partly uh, I get so mad about this. She 
she's overhyped, and she 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 doesn't like the fact that she is overhyped, and she wants to prove the fact that now I can I don't have to I don't have to show up. I can just do a Tiffany's diamond. You hurt yourself, boo. Okay, I'm telling you, you need to show up. You need to do. It's okay. Embrace that you are an artist that has to promote your album. That you people have to see your face and see you performing in order for the shit to go. In order for the shit to pop. Okay. And, and 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 getting awards doesn't say your shit pops, okay? It does not anymore because these awards, there's obviously something going on here. It feels like a rigging, but it's just my personal opinion, okay? I, 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 it's just the insecurity. I call her the insecure queen. Remember the time she dressed up this? What is she? she who's the, the 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 old when she dressed up on? I'm, I had the, I got that tour T-shirt. I went to that tour when she dressed up as what was her name? Um. Oh God, I forget the old the queen of the of France. Was who is who was it? Uh, Margaret. Oh, the propaganda queen. Uh, she didn't even realize. And I felt. I said, why was she dressed? Um, let me look at that. Let me look it up because it's gonna bother me. So y'all y'all can know who I'm talking about. Um. Uh. Oh, what was her name? Dang it. Uh, I cannot remember it. Um, Marie Antoinette. When Beyonce dressed up as Marie Antoinette, remember the time she just, and I found it fascinating. I was like, what the fuck would you dress up as Marie Antoinette? Do you know what happened? <laughs> Do you know the story of Marie Antoinette? Well, possibly she does not. Why the fuck would they make you dress up as Marie Antoinette? Marie Antoinette. <sighs> Crowned. Uh, let me let me read. Let me see. What's this on? This is on. Uh, kind of read just some of her her history from when I think DannyDutch dot com. Uh, Crown when she was only eighteen. Marie Antoinette was. Uh, Reviled for buying gowns and diamonds while her kingdom starved. She was oblivious to what was going on outside of her. She really didn't want to be queen. <laughs> oh, God, you should hear the story. It's a, ter- it's a terribly sad one. And I always wondered, why did they dress her up as Marie Antoinette? She's the last queen of France before the French Revolution took down the monarchy. She lived a lavish lifestyle, symbolized the unchecked extravagance of the French elite, and it led to her gruesome beheading. And this was many years ago, but Marie Antoinette uh, really, she really frivolous queen, the revolutions in Aries Painter, and a lot of times people thought that there was a lot of propaganda, but Marie Antoinette was really just oblivious to everything that was going on around her. She really wasn't as bad as people were making. There were some bad things going on, but she really was a person thrust, thrust in a position that she really couldn't handle. And she really didn't know anything about She didn't know how to use being queen. And so I find it fascinating that they had Beyonce dressed up as this because is Beyonce the Marie Antoinette of R&B and pop music? 
think I'm onto something. <laughs> she gets all the awards while her contemporaries starve. It that's like okay. <laughs> and she's oblivious to the fact. Like she's oblivious, I believe. Her people are not. Oh, the Marie Antoinette story is such a tragic one. They have plenty of documentaries on YouTube. I suggest you watch them. But I remember that. What tour was that they had her dressed up as Marie Antoinette? Was it the Miss Carter tour? I think it was. Oh, shit. (laughs) I still have the shirt. I still have the shirt. Oh, my God. This is her problem. She's oblivious. Oblivious, insecure queen, unaware of what's going on around her. Beyonce, you need to be out here, dear. You need to be out here doing the Cuffit dance with everybody else. You need a video for Cuffit. Oh, I wish I was Day. Day doesn't have to put out albums every 12 years. I did. Sharday didn't build herself up on a bunch of fucking hype. Sharday hasn't even showed as many albums as you. She's content to come out every fucking 12. You weren't content. You wanted to ascend to the heights. <laughs> and you took the bait. The problem is that, I mean, you know, I don't know how much the bait's costed, but you took the bait. And now you're mad because you're not one of those artists. I'm sorry, but you need to have your ass out here cuffing it, videoing it. You're not that artist. Those artists pay a hefty price to be that way. They don't sell probably all. They they barely make albums every blue moon. They haven't pushed themselves to be huge pop phenomenons, but you have. They, they've made a career that can do that. And they made that career in a time when, yeah, that was happening. But you decided to build that kind of shit in a time where albums wasn't selling. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to quit. I can't get on her tonight. I should have got on her last week. How many How many nominations was it for the Grammys? Was it nine or ten? Oh, Grammys, please. I don't know. You know, it's just crazy. She really wants to be that. That's so sad to see. Ugh. It's sad to see somebody trying to be something they're not. Trying to prove the critics wrong. Trying to trying to be something that you did not set your you did not sow the seed for. You know, Sade can sow unusual seeds. She's has a she's had an unusual fucking career. I mean, this heifer goes away for ten to fifteen years. Let me see. How many albums has Sharday sold? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because this is Beyonce says she wants to be. I want to be Sharday. 
beehive. Uh, let's see. We have it. What is it? List the perform. Okay, so she won for. Oh, let me talk about. I'm gonna get to the Q guy. I gotta get to him for a second. Okay, I'll get to him after this. Uh, song of the year. So Beyonce won. Uh, Bruno Mars won video of the year. Best new artist. Tim's. Um. Okay. Best R&B soul female artist. Jasmine Sullivan. Well deserved. Best R&B baby soul male artist. Chris Brown. Not deserved. Chris Brown's project was not as good as Kevin Ross's. And listen, when you guys do these award shows, let me just start to say something. I remember when the Grammys used to do this. Please pick people, give people awards, not just based on popularity. I really wish the award shows would look at a complete project because this is a chance to make other stars, like other great artists. Like, you know, I feel like that kid has had such a great, he has such a great project. And for for people to be ignoring him for some some ugly shit. And Chris Brown, here's the thing. Chris Brown's punk ass was trying to go over there and do the AMAs awards and got cut. And he could have came over to Soul Train and showed up tonight and, did, and, and, and probably could have performed and shit. If I was Soul Train, I'd be like, fuck you, you ain't coming back over here. You was over there, you was begging over there, begging us sad about AMAs. See, they couldn't have me to be the president in some of these places. No, I'm telling you, because I built a whole, because really the best shows are built off of B artists. The best stuff, like when Monique was building her show, or Arsenio, they built them off of B artists first. Like artists that's not very popular, B and C. You don't need to, listen, they be begging to come on your shows. Because you really got the talent. See, if I was Soul Train, I remember people not showing up to get their Soul Train awards. If I was over Soul Train, I'd be like, oh, that's what we're going to do, huh? And I create an award show that is based on merit, and I'd have some of the greatest artists and stuff out there that you wouldn't know, that you that you kind of know but don't know. That's what they need to do. They need to cut the bullshit out with the uh, trying to get these Chris Browns and uh, Beyonce's and all these people to show up. Damn that. Same thing with Mary J. Mary J., you should have your ass there, too. Okay. Best collaboration, Brian Isley Brothers featuring Beyonce. Child, say it again. <sighs> Jesus. Okay, I might have gave it to that. Uh, certified Soul Award, Mary J. Blige. Okay, she deserved that for Good Morning Gorgeous, okay? That's something y'all was playing the shit out of. The Astrid and Simpson uh, Songwriters Award, Money Long, Hours and Hours. Oh, I can go with that. Best Dance Performance, Lizzo, About Them Time. Best Gospel Inspirational, of course, Kirk Franklin. Uh, they need to find other gospel artists, too. Legend Award, The Time, Lady of So Escape. Uh there is so much more that you guys can do with things like the Soul Train Awards. The Soul Train Awards, there are so many other great artists out here, older artists that want to perform in, in spaces, uh, newer, younger artists that are not known. Speaking Cyborg, last night there was a guy on Columbia Records. He's on Columbia Records. Maxwell, I had said last week about Maxwell. I said, Maxwell, they're going to take somebody going to start being you. Gonna take your style, you keep out here. This little boy Q, he is like if Maxwell and Lenny Kravitz had a child. He's from his family is from Jamaica. 
all I kept thinking when I saw him perform was, Young Maxwell, Young Lenny. Sounding like a Maxwell and Lenny Kravitz album combined. I listened to some of his shit. I was like, wow. <laughs> but you know, here's the crazy thing. Lenny Kravitz and Maxwell, like, look, they look so damn good. They look as good as these young boys. Shit. They still, they still freaking fine. Like, I was looking at the cute boy. He was cute, but I was like, shit, Maxwell and them still fine as you, little boy. I mean, you know, they, Lenny's still fine. It's crazy. And But here's the thing. They they are creating, he looks like a Maxwell and a Lenny Kravitz mixed together. I was like, oh, no wonder Columbia was okay with saying bye. <laughs> they were like, we got a new one. You know, because today, that's what they like to do, create copycats. You know, back in the day, you used to have to have originality, but today they like to create copycats. Even though this kid has his own little vibe to me, he does have his own little vibe, but it's because he has a dash of Lenny Kravitz. But it's a lot of Maxwell, Maxwell Mini. And I was reading an article on him, and he was saying, he was naming different people, and he, I, I, I was laughing because he was, I, I didn't, he, I think they even named D'Angelo in the article, but they did not name Maxwell, and I thought that was funny because I was like, was that a, was that a Columbia choice for him to not do that? Because he is nothing like D'Angelo. He's a lot like Maxwell. He's more like that. I'm like, who the fuck? No, you're not the animal. You're more like Maxwell. And Lenny Kravitz with a dash of Lenny Kravitz. Crazy. These record companies be thinking people crazy. What? You're going to get a, what are you doing? I mean, find a unique. It, I mean, I liked them. I, I'm not going to lie. Some of the songs was dope, dope. But I see what you're doing there. I think it's going to take him a while to catch on. Maybe. You know why? Maybe. Because he's got to gain a look. He doesn't really have a look. Like when Maxwell came out, you know, Lenny Crap, they have looks. Like very distinctive looks. You know, that gets you. You know what I'm saying? To get the girls. His look isn't there. He's. I think he's trying to create it. He can possibly create it. You know, but it's not there. It's not that, like, you know, like that look. Like, you're like, ooh, he's cute. You know, every girl has to have that look, you know, even with with, with singers. Um, not all the time, because there's some singers that's not good looking, but if you're going to be, a, like, one of the greats, part of that is a look. So, um, yeah, very interesting. And a little bit of Ro James, too. Yeah, I felt like there was some Roe James in there. But Roe James is a lot of Lenny and Prince and Maxwell, too, you know? So I feel like they dash, they try to dash some Roe. Except for Roe is, like, Roe's dope, okay? He's, he, I think he's the truth. He just, you know, uh, but this, this guy, he's interesting, okay? But I felt a lot, I saw a lot of Maxwell and stuff. And he performed on the Soul Train, uh that little Soul Train uh, stage or whatever, where, you know, they go to a commercial and they'd be showing certain artists <laughs> before they go to commercial. Yeah, so it was interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so 
We've gotten the Soul Train Awards out the way. American Music Awards, y'all know they canceled Christmas. I don't even know if I really want to talk about the AMAs. Because I feel like like the AMAs haven't been relevant since Dick Clark. You know? Like, I remember when we used to wake up and you used to be so excited the AMAs was coming on. Uh, I haven't felt like that in quite many years. I don't think... <sighs> And part of that is due to wrong categories, not understanding uh, genres and music. The war shows have become boring. It seems like these all these artists are buying awards. They're not fun anymore. They're not competitive. At least make them look, at least try to fool me. If in the 70s they was buying awards, in the 80s they was buying awards, we couldn't tell. Today you can tell that shit. I mean, it would be, it's just fool me. Try to fool me. I mean, put some, mix it up or something. It just doesn't seem, you know, you, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, not that excited about those award shows, okay? Uh, but when we come, when I come back, I'm going to get into some of the other news that's going on around, uh, around right now. Oh, my goodness, did I have to get a Christmas song up? I think you get Christmas. Y'all know how I love Christmas. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, I got a Christmas song up, but I'm trying to think. Okay, what is it? Hold on. All right, yeah, but when I get back, we're going to get some more into some more hot topics. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, y'all, y'all know I'm trying to find my, like, y'all know how I feel about I get excited when it's the holiday time and I want to play Christmas music. I'm trying to find, like, y'all's Christmas songs. Okay, yeah, this is what I heard. What do the lonely do at Christmas? The uh, the emotions. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back. It's the first Christmas song of holiday year of 2022. <laughs> I'll be back in a moment, y'all, okay? <laughs>
Lindsay Webber with Show Me the Back to Your Heart. I love her. She is so dope. It's the CC Show. I am back. It's Carlotta. I'm Carlotta. It is a late night. I'm doing a late night high profit. I talked about Soul Train Awards. AMAs, not so much. I may talk to y'all more about AMAs later. I don't know. I just feel, I, I explained the reason why. Y'all going to have to catch it. Y'all going to have to catch it and go in archive, okay? All right, so let's get into some of these hot topics this week. Okay, y'all is set out in these streets. Child about Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, who, you know, Jones on a 1957 photo showing him outside of segregated school. Uh, and he's just standing there, okay? But it says, according to uh, com, it says, um, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones called himself a curious kid after the Washington Post reported on a photo showing him among a group of white boys standing outside the entrance of the Arkansas high school had six black students tried to be the first to enroll in 1957. Jones told reporters after the Cowboys game on Thursday that he did not know at the time the monumental event was happening. I'm sure glad that we're a long way from that, he said. The Post reported the incident occurred on September 9th, 1957, which was the same month that uh, nine black students who became known as the Little Rock Nine desegregated uh, Little Rock Central High School after former President Eisenhower sent federal troops to escort them in. The photo uh, the Post reported on the show, on shows Jones and other white students at North Little Rock High School standing in front of the doors of the school as six black students tried to enter. Okay, so... Like, so many people have gotten upset with this. And listen, I know y'all probably playing Butter Biscuit songs or something like that on me because I'm going to say this. I would never, here's the thing, in my life, I've done a lot of dumb shit, okay? <laughs> and so I'm going to continue to do sometimes. As long as you live, you're going to do this. Life is a series of growth. And most of the time, I don't hold people's past against them. Most of the time, not all the time. You know, sometimes you need to hold somebody's past. Against them. You know, you need to look at somebody's past and you see there's no thing of change or something. You just listen. I mean, Jerry Jones would be standing outside in 1957 of Little Rock High School. I mean, it could mean he was a racist at one point, but maybe he's not anymore. But however, where you see that to me, I mean, am I surprised to see that? No. But where you will see that with him now to know where he stands on things and where he stood probably at that time is seeing how he has, how he, he operates, what policy he operates in, how the NFL operates, how he operates business-wise, all those things, okay? And, um, let me just tell you, there's probably a lot of racists out here running big corporations or people who look like they were racist. Or all the little boys in them, that picture, you don't know where they're at. So I'm just saying, here's my thing. And speaking of that, y'all got somebody in the White House right now that y'all argue down who, vote, who has had a history of saying racial things. As a matter of fact, his VP even talked about him in the bus, segregated bus thing. And then... uh uh uh, he's the same dude that gave the eulogy for a dude who was once a Klansman, a bird, James, was a bird, uh, the, the congressman, a senator bird, uh, eulogy, even though there's other politicians there, but he was one, he's the president. Y'all can forgive Joe Biden. Y'all get so many, y'all, 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 
you, you, he's a racist, he's this and that. But y'all ain't saying the same thing about Joe Biden's punk ass who's up there, and he said a lot of racist things, in my opinion, uh, during throughout his uh, career as a senator. Please. Y'all better get y'all funny out these streets, okay? I, I, you know, Jerry Jones, eh, he probably is, but the way you you know that for sure is seeing how his his uh, business, how he moves right now in his current, okay? Um, and, you know, people can't change. I don't know if that's the case with him, but uh, people people can, okay? Uh, Kanye West, yeah, he just looks confused, doesn't he? He's running around here with a white nationalist. He went to go meet with Donald Trump. Donald Trump's even confused. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I would have loved to have been in the room with them two Geminis, especially when he said to, to Kanye said to Donald Trump, uh, you need to run as my VP. Boy, just to see them two Geminis battle it out would have been funny. <laughs> but it says Donald Trump goes off on Kanye over Nick Fluentes' dinner. He's just a lunatic. This is according to TMZ.com. It says Donald Trump is slamming Kanye West, calling him seriously troubled for for showing up with white nationalists Nick Fuentes to the support one-on-one meeting. The 45th president posted a fiery message to his true social platform Saturday night saying he crossed the line by bringing Fuentes and others to Miralagos for dinner. DT said, now, I have a hard time believing Trump, but you didn't know that. Because Secret Service is running every fucking body, I believe. So that's kind of crazy. So I helped a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black. Ye, Kanye West, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else, who has always been good to me by allowing his request for a meeting at Miralago alone so that I can give him a very much needed advice. Trump went on. He shows up with three people, two of which I didn't know, the other a political person who I haven't seen in years. I told him don't run for office, a total waste of time. Can't win, fake news went crazy. Uh, have you reported you and Fuentes were filmed walking together to the Miami International Airport? Kanye also tweeted he was going to meet with DT. First time at Miro Lago, rain and traffic. Can't believe I kept President Trump waiting. And I had on Zoom, Jites. Uh, what you guys think of his response when I asked him to be my running mate in 2024? Then on Thursday, Kanye released a video announcing his 2024 candidacy and mentioning his get-together with Trump and Fuentes. <sighs> the, gra- the rapper also claimed Trump made the great remarks about Kim Kardashian. As a result, Trump issued an initial statement. Kanye West very much wanted to be the mayor of Lago. Our dinner meeting was intended to be Kanye and me only, but he arrived with a guest whom I had never met and I knew nothing about. But DT curiously left out how Fuentes was able to pass through Mayor Lago's uh, security. That's what I said. I don't know now, Donald. You know, y'all Secret Service knew who the fuck was coming. You might not have known, but they did. In my opinion, as far as a few says, he uh, confirmed details of the meeting to Exodus, saying he was embarrassed. It caused such a surge. He has been labeled a white nationalist for his hateful views. This is something he denies. Okay. And now we got here. Uh, also, this week, I think he. Sided with 
uh, Kanye decided with Alex Jones about something. Now, uh, here's the thing. You know, this is, have you ever seen the Boondocks? The Boondocks has an interesting, and I'm not saying this is Kanye West, because I don't think Kanye West is a Huey by any means necessary. I think Kanye West got upset because he could not act have in, in the way he could not exploit and do all the things that some, not all, but some white males with power tend to do in the society. He was mad because he was not allowed in the room to do those things and act as them and mimic them. And I don't think he was upset. It, 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 I don't think it was anything about racial injustice or anything like that, okay? Um, however, I will say this, if you've ever seen Boondocks, and there's a scene when, there's a time when Barack Obama is running for office, and Huey is not excited. Huey is the, um, the star of the Boondocks, the militant kid who is being raised by his grandfather and his little brother is kind of prone to everything that comes on television and everything, but Huey is super smart. See beyond, like, where we're at, and Huey always had these, uh, I mean, these weird uh, things. He was not excited about Barack Obama, and when I remember they say, they go, they go to him when he's, uh, Barack Obama's running, everybody's excited, and they playing dick riding for Obama, <laughs> Uh, yeah, which is funny because I always feel like Aaron Magruder is Huey <laughs> so, in some pictures, but it's a hilarious. Uh, he's he's not excited about Obama running, and so this reporter comes to talk to him and says, you know, he's like the most uh, pessimist kid in the world, whatever. And he says to Huey, he says, "Aren't you excited about Barack Obama? You know, running?" He's like, he's not saying anything. He's just like, no, he's not anything, and he's like. And Huey's like, he says to him, uh, you know, what does it mean that Barack Obama is going to be president? He says, the end of America. (laughs) Huey is just sees things in a different light. And in the end, Huey is like getting ready to leave, talking about thinking about moving, leaving the country. And and they ask him about, you know, because he's a racial fighter for racial injustice. And so they say to Huey, I think one of the uh, reporters say to Huey, Huey what, he's gonna, what he thinks about something or what he's going to do, he's like, I'm retired. Like, I'm done. Like, you can't see this play that's happening. And in the end, it's, I think that of that episode, it's a strange, Huey ends up with a strange bedfellow sitting next to him, which is Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Ruckus hates Obama run. <laughs> and so does Huey but for two very different reasons. But yet him and Huey find some common ground to go to, uh, they're, they're trying to both move out the country, but for completely different reasons. Huey is not an Uncle Ruckus. But at, so at this point right now, him and Uncle Ruckus are sitting on the steps together, sharing the same view for various reasons. In the 60s and the 70s, I mean, I think it was the 50s, 60s, Fred Hampton did the, kind of the same thing. He talked with, I remember, and, uh, you know, he was talking to different groups of people that you normally 
he normally wouldn't agree with. Um, so I can uh, read it to y'all. Mm. Uh, Trey Hansen kind of did a little bit of a similar thing and since he got with people that he normally wouldn't agree with, but he understood uh, it was more of a class struggle, too. Uh, and in some ways, Kanye is kind of mimicking that by getting with people like Alex Jones and stuff like that. Because here's the thing. I may think in my head that some of the things that Alex Jones and people like that say is can be racist. But at the same time, I've listened to a lot of Alex Jones. Not that I've agreed with everything Alex Jones says, but Alex Jones has had some spectacular shows that weren't always just conspiracy theories, but very eye-opening things. Even though we may have seen the world in two different ways, there are some things we can agree on. Um, American having sovereignty. Uh, American citizens having sovereignty and stuff like that are things that you you can agree on with people who may not, uh, who could be sometimes share, be racist. And you have those thoughts for this, for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Kanye is kind of mimicking this whole idea that you see in the, see in the movie Boom, I mean the show Boondocks with he and Uncle Ruckus when Obama wins. But it's also um, a thing you can you can you see like sometimes you may find that some of the most radical black people today on the grassroots level will sound very they will almost sound like the Republican and that's what a lot of the old the the old guard of the Democratic Party is trying to be trying to get on people oh they're just Republicans and stuff like that. But it's not that they're sounding like they're Republicans. It's that they have a greater grasp on what's going on in the world. They may, and, they, and a lot of times they don't see any party as good. But you may have them agreeing with uh, somebody who they normally wouldn't agree with. Like, say, for instance, a nationalist who happens to be a white supremacist, you can agree with the, uh, with the, this person that American, the American citizen should be first and American sovereignty should be first. Now, you don't agree with them that white should be better than black people, but you can, you do have subjects that you do agree on. And so I think this is a strange place of where Kanye finds himself at, only because he's been put out of those places, not because he's, he wants to suddenly be an activist. So it's just, it's just going to be interesting to watch and see where he's going and how he's moving right now. But right now it's kind of weird. <laughs> You're like, okay, what are you trying to do here? And he may be in a manic state. I don't know if he's really got, if he's bipolar or what's going on there, okay? I don't know. But very interesting. And Frank Johnson, you know, he had that same thing where he, he, uh, 
um, often got on white white left, though the left, the white left. So did Malcolm. Um, I mean, very intelligent. Um, let me see. Uh, here's this. I think this is a interesting uh, letter. I'm looking here on you guys. It says "Dragon White Leftists Part Two: Fran Hampton Don't Know You." If white leftists want to imitate Fran Hampton, then maybe they should try merging their organization with Black Moms in Chicago. But we'll wait till the ice caps melt completely before that happens. But he says, uh, but it's showing some. Um, I'm trying to... Okay, so like this article right here is it's interesting. It says, um, White leftists, we have reached the next station of your cross. Here they learn that black comrades are tired of you approaching Freddie Hansen and the legacy of the Panthers and all the silence revolutionary nationalists. We don't have names. You don't have to name names. You know exactly who you are with your we're going to fight racism with racism means and your rosary articles about the Rainbow Coalition all tossed away in your black chauvinist trip bag. We're also, we also clearly see that you really don't give a damn about the cancer or black revolution in general. So it's interesting. You start to see that black tends to be black, uh, black uh, activist grassroots and stuff like that. Because they've more moved out of party, outside of party lines, and sometimes they can sound close to the right, but they're not the right. They they don't have the same reasons for believing the, what the right do, but they may have shared the same opinions on things. I hope y'all kind of understand what I'm saying there, but it's a very interesting thing, even with Fred Hampton. So if you guys look, at, look up some articles on Fred Hampton and his thoughts about that, and uh class it's, it's very interesting okay uh but it would be very different from what the mainstream thinks today so and it's interesting the reason i say that is because of kanye uh, all the things going on with kanye right now and uh and what it looks like um also let's see what else yeah Okay, did you guys hear about this? Vaccinated people now make up the majority, the majority COVID deaths in the U.S. This is according to uh, businessstandard.com. It says, in a startling revelation, a Washington Post analysis has found that more vaccinated people are now dying of the COVID disease and 58% of coronavirus deaths in August in the U.S. where people who were vaccinated are boosted. For the first time since the beginning of the pandemic in early 2020, a majority of Americans are dying from COVID were at least partially vaccinated, according to the new analysis of federal and state data. In September 2021, vaccinated people made up just 23% of the coronavirus fatalities. 
in January and February this year, it was up to 42%, the report mentioned. The death among vaccinated people is increasing due to uh, waning efficiency of COVID vaccines and increasingly contagious strains of the virus being spread to elderly and uh, immune-compromised people among those who have taken at least one vaccine dose. We can no longer say that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, say Kaiser Family Foundation. Vice President Cynthia Cox, who conducted the analysis on behalf of the Washington Post, outgoing uh, Washington House Chief Medical Advisor Anthony Fauci has emphasized the safety and efficiency of the approved COVID vaccines and preventing severe illness and death, encouraging people to get vaccinated and boosted as soon as possible. He said the coronavirus vaccine effectiveness wanes over time and the disease shouldn't be compared to other vaccine-treatable illnesses because of new emerging variants. crazy out in these streets, okay? It's crazy. I'm not going to say any more about that article. I read what it needs to say. Y'all can read the complete article in businessstandard.com, but you got to keep your third eye open on this shit. More vaccinated people and the reasons they're giving in, you knew that shit probably back then. Crazy. Not surprised, though. Okay. Um... August Alcina this week looked like he tried to come. Did August Alcina come out? Y'all was always excited because Alex August Alcina looked like he came out the closet because now he's dating a guy. Uh, he introduces new love on the surreal life allegedly, according to lovebeescott.com. Uh, it says on the season finale of VH1 of the surreal life, August Alcina introduced the world to a man. He says this person is teaching him to love in an unexpected way. Um, he told the camera it's been a year from filming Surreal Life and Um Ali, my life has become even more surreal. My life has kind of changed drastically, and the show has kind of been catalyst to that, to that because of the fact that I had so much fear going into this journey, so much fear that, I mean, I can feel my hands shaking right now because of being put outside of my comfort zone. And then what do you know? Love showed up, but in a new way. I want to share that and really honor the person that I love and that loves me back and teaching me so much about love and healing. I want to do that in front of the world because it defies all constructs that one would say love is supposed to be a love should look like. And then he was joined and embraced by what the Internet is seeming to be his new boyfriend. Okay. Listen, I was not surprised by August Alcina with a boyfriend. I'm sorry. I just wasn't, okay? No, I, no, he just looks like a guy that's probably, that to me he's always like has a, and I, gay, gay, people, my gay people who listen to the show, don't get offended. But he's always had a bisexual guy look to me. Not surprised, okay? Now, what I will say is this: what August Alcina has been through in the last couple of years, I, I, I hope I'm glad that he's happy. But I mean, for healing purposes. You know, I hope that he is really getting the healing and he's gotten the alone time he needed because I feel like that whole Jada thing really messed him up. I think he was really hurt behind that. So sometimes your emotions and stuff can take you places when you're brokenhearted and when you're sad about some stuff and put you in some shit that, He didn't mean to get in, but you you weren't completely healed, and you get in with somebody, and you end up 
in a situation that's not so good. So my thing is just try to get healing. I hope you've gotten uh, uh, healing all the way from that whole thing, that whole situation. And this is just not, you know, this is not just something to jump into to clear your head or to clear your, to, to, to you know, because he went through a lot with that whole thing. So that's really interesting. But good for him. I'm glad he's happy. Okay. Um, what else? Um, I'm trying to think, y'all. What else did we have to talk about? We talked about escape. Oh, Portia and Simon tied the knot this week. Looks like she had a nice big wedding. Congratulations to the newlyweds. Good for you, Portia. Portia was, it looked like a big old wedding. It was funny. People were showing online, talking about where it all started, talking about the time when Portia came to Simon's in the house and he was married to the other lady. And him and Portia meeting. Funny. Congratulations to Portia. Okay. Um, what else? Um, I think that's, is that it? Mm. She is still out here dating Alexander. I told y'all about she is, she is flavor. She's okay with that. Okay, was there anything else I need to talk to y'all about? I think that y'all off of here early. I wanted to make sure I got it so in. And I know there were some things I wanted to talk about in the part two of the show that I didn't get to talk about last week. Hold on. Okay, do I have time to talk to y'all about? Okay, the Whitney Houston movie coming out. We all, I've already talked about this on the show. It's an absolute no for me. And even more so a no for me as they show the previews and they start letting her talk a little bit more. That's when you always see previews where they don't show a lot of talking, you know, sometimes it's bad. Um, she sounds nothing like Whitney, acts nothing like Whitney. I don't even know why y'all made this. It's a lot of documentaries. It's a whole lot of stuff out here. Y'all didn't need to make this. That's all. Y'all need to make another one. Okay. I don't understand the point of it. It's my personal opinion. Okay, and uh, let me see. The last, you know, the last story of the night is going to be this for me. And I'm going to, I will try to come up and do some part two, do a part two segment of the show for more stuff that we could talk about, um, some more things coming up. Uh, I won't go into it tonight. But I want to end with this. The study found that racism causes black Americans' brains to age faster than people of other races, increasing dementia risk. It says a study of brain scans of black, white, Latina, X. People found black brains age faster than other races. The study found black brains exhibit the signs of aging like greater white matter sooner than other brains. Researchers said exposure to racism and discrimination could be causing brains to age faster. God, I believe it. It's hard for a black person, a black American. 
Black brains age quicker than white brains, and racism might be why. A new study published in JAMA Neurology Monday analyzed uh, brain scans of 455 black participants, 275 white participants, and 737 Latinx participants. Researchers found brain scans of middle-aged and elderly black participants had more signs of uh, cerebral uh, vascular disease uh, or disorders that affect blood supply to the brain that are common among people with Alzheimer's and white brains of the same age. Black brains are also exhibited signs of aging sooner at around midlife compared to white Latinx brains. The signs include how much white matter is in the brain and the width of gray matter in the outer layer of the brain. The paper suggests the cumulative effects of oppression, environmental adversity, and psychological stress or a lifetime of or exposure to racism and discrimination might be causing the black brain to age faster since scientists have previously determined these factors can lead to cognitive decline. Scientists have linked racism and discrimination to a variety of worse health outcomes for black people, including higher infant and maternal uh, morality rates, shorter life expectancy, and more heart problems. You guys want to read this article in full. Is that the Business Insider? And listen, it's uh, businessinsider.com or msn.com. This is something black people probably already just know on our own. To have to deal with race, all the situations that come surrounding racism, especially in America, and and the weight that black people, particularly black Americans, carry in this environment, this article does not come as a surprise to me at all. So when we asking for them reparation, we need to ask for some emotional events up in these up in these streets. They need to be throwing on emotional and psychological damage up in these streets, okay? Because this is affecting racism is affecting your brain, causing causing uh, cognitive skills to be lost, dementia, all kinds of things, and just I just it's just what black people have to endure is a tough thing. We've had some uh, things that have sustained us over the years, the church, uh, camaraderie with each other, culture, everything. But, Lord, I am not surprised at this article whatsoever, okay? So it is what it is, okay? Um, I thought that was going to be the last article. I think so. Talk about. I'm trying to see if this. Oh, do we? Oh, no, this is not going to be. It's the Dale. Uh, Dale Tears and Fears has resident, Vegas resident, residency kicked off. I forgot to talk about this last week. It says Adele barely got, got through the opening night of her Vegas residency, repeatedly dissolving into tears, saying that she was super scared to take the stage. The Caesars Palace Coliseum was unsurprisingly packed Friday night as Adele told the crowd she was so scared and nervous. That's for why, you, you know, the residency was scrapped at the last minute in January after there were production disputes and COVID concerns. She took heat for cancellation and reboot seemed uncertain. Adele told the crowd, I should be giving you a standing ovation. Thank you so much for coming back to me. I really appreciate it. You look amazing, and it looks, and it looks just what I imagined it would look like. It's perfect. Uh, she went on, I'm so scared and nervous, but I'm so happy. I don't know what I was thinking putting piano ballads at the top of the set. Hopefully for... 
over time, my nerves will disappear. And she's talking about she like thinks she's not that. Listen, I thought she was crying because I was like, Lord, don't let that man done done nothing, child. But she's she's a, she's kind of got stage fright, not understand that fear. Shout out to her for getting out there and being able to do that every night, especially having slow songs. Hopefully, it ain't that man messing her mind up or uh, anything like that. But it's good she's getting out here giving the people a show. I saw a video of her tonight doing the show. It's really neat. So this is good for, good for her, okay? I was worried when I saw she was crying. I was like, oh, Lord, hey, we don't start it. Bro, leave her alone while she's up there on two. Let her finish her Vegas residency. You causing people money. <laughs> What's his name? What's the dude she's dating? Uh, I forget it. Or LeBron James person. I forget that guy's name. I'm like, geez. Give her a break. Let me see. What's his name? I have to look it up. A terrible example. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rich Paul. Yeah, Rich. Rich don't do no shit to Adele right now while she's on that tour. Let that woman sing and get it over with. And then you come with the bullshit. Don't come with no bullshit now. I knew. I thought when she was crying, I was like, oh, no, nah, you're going to start the bullshit again. But she crying because she's scared to come out and say, I get it. At least that's what she said. So I get it, Adele. I get it all day on the stage, right? But the Rich don't start no shit. So they can people you get through that uh, tour. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. You guys, I am so glad to have got to get this show in with you guys tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I'm going to try to do another show during the week. I'm going to try to have guests on in the next couple of weeks for you guys and uh, some interviews that I, I think you guys will find interesting. So, um Thank you guys like you do every week for hanging out with me. I'm not going to come back on after, you know, when I go out like I normally do because I'm leaving the show early tonight. But let me just tell you this. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening to the archive show. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chat with Facebook page. You can hit me up on Carlotta72 Carlotta, uh, uh, and Steve Chatwood Show on Twitter. And on Instagram, Carly's underscore galaxy. Oh, my God. I've gotten through the show. Okay, you guys? You guys, I got to get ready for class in the morning. I got class early morning, okay? You guys, yes, the countdown has begun. The countdown has become, I, I've got, what do I've got? I've got two weeks. Oh, my God. I just saw my cap. You know when people decorate your caps? Like, you know, people get their caps decorated for, um, for uh, their cap and gown and stuff. The person who decorated my cap, she just sent me a video. Oh, it is so cute. Oh, for when I graduate, it is so cute. Because, you know, I have my bachelor's in theater. Oh, it is so neat. I'm going to have to put it up on, like, when I after I graduate, put it up on the Facebook page so y'all can see it. It is so dang on dope. I am counting down. Y'all keep me in your prayers. Keep lifting me up. I got a couple of more weeks. Pray I get everything done, get all this stuff paid off, all these things. Y'all know I need y'all blessings. I need y'all prayers. Child, I need it. Thank you. Thank you. I feel it. I feel the good energy, okay? Thank you guys so much. 
and it's almost time for that graduation, okay? I'm out. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of your week. I mean, the start to your week, okay? And I'll try to come back on with a, a little, maybe a short show sometime during the week. No promises. I'll try, okay? Let's lead out with a Christmas song. Y'all know. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's like it's just like Christmas music. <laughs> It's my favorite time of year. I freaking love Christmas. Y'all don't know. Everybody, people around me tend not to like Christmas, but I love Christmas. I am a Christmas person. It's like the whole, I love the whole holiday vibe thing, okay? So let's leave out with that. You guys have a wonderful week, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Have yourself. Your heart be light from now on. Our trust will be out of sight. Have yourself. Yeah.